From Impact Alpha, this is a special episode of Returns on Investment, a show about impact investing. From New York, I'm Brian Walsh, head of impact for the fintech company LiquidNet. Impact Alpha has joined forces with The Impact for a series of interviews with people around the world who are committing their sometimes considerable family wealth to impact investments. The Impact is a network of such families that have come together in order to make more impact investments more effectively. Today we're featuring a conversation with Fernando Scodro of Grupo Balba, part of the third generation of a Brazilian baking family. Fernando is helping to launch the Brazilian chapter of The Impact. David Bank, editor-in-chief of Impact Alpha, spoke with Fernando from Rio de Janeiro. Fernando, welcome to uh, Returns on Investment. Thank you very much, David. It's a pleasure to be here. Just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family, and we can then get into how you've come to this practice of impact investing. Sure. So I'm the third generation of a family here in Brazil. Um, we had our main business was in the confectionery and cookies. Um, we sold that business about five years ago. And since then, my father founded our family office called Grupo Baoba. And about two years ago, I joined the family office. Uh, and my mission in the family office was to develop the impact portfolio of the family office. We, we've, we found that there was uh, this, this gap between our values and how our investments were being made. Um, when I mean a gap, there was a, a gulf. There was no, no consideration being made there. And when I came across the, the concept of impact investing and how I could put those values into my investment portfolio, I said, this is it, this is what I need to do. Um, so since then, I set myself uh, a mission to put the whole portfolio of the family as a 100% impact portfolio. So your father recruited you back. Had you been involved in the family business earlier? Uh, no. Uh, when we sold the family business, I was away in college. Um, after I graduated college, I went to work for a Brazilian bank in Hong Kong. And I spent two years in the, in the financial world. I found out that was not for me. Um, I liked the theme, but I didn't like the environment. So my dad was like, okay, why don't you come back and, and work with me to finish setting up the, the family office? It's always interesting to hear how family relations develop around th these themes. What was the reaction of your other family members when you said you wanted to move it to 100% impact? They were intrigued and excited. And then they asked, how do you want to do it? Um, so after they asked me the question, I went to attend a course in Harvard called the Impact Investing for the Next Generation. And there I really found the academic kind of skeleton to, and the words to describe what I wanted to do. Um, I, after I finished the course, I came back to Brazil. I translated that course to Portuguese because I wanted to um, I wanted my family to take it, and some of them don't speak English quite well. So after I translated it into in, Portuguese, I gave it to my family, and they were like, okay, this is how you want to do it. Fine. We set a schedule. We divided our portfolio into asset classes, and then I, it was up to me to devise a strategy for each asset class on how to include uh, more impact, or at least how to measure that impact in each asset class. So after we came up with that plan, I'm executing that plan. Were there for, or are there financial advisors uh, to the family office that you have to further convince uh, to actually move the money? Or are you, can you, uh, as the principal, I suppose, you can do what you want? For some parts of the portfolio, there isn't. For some parts, there is. So for the, 
venture capital, private equity, and real estate area, we work with, it's basically my father and I. Uh, we have an advisor, but he, he, he works with us very closely. The financial part is with a, a, a bank that has a discretionary mandate to manage that. So that's one of the conversations I'm having at the moment is to engage my, my private banker and my, my, to say, how can I include more financial impactful products in my portfolio? And a challenge that arose there, and that's the asset class at the moment that I'm looking at is equities and, and debt, is that there are no products like that here in Brazil. So I created myself a problem, but then I also need to create a solution for the problem. So one of my projects at the moment is to set up either an asset manager so that it's still kind of in flux uh, to create those products for myself. Um, today, if a, if a Brazilian family wants to have a 100% impact portfolio, they're mainly products available in the venture capital um, area. And even then, that's not the majority of any portfolio. So we need more of those products. So I'm, I'm giving myself the task of creating such products. And do you think that there is demand? I mean, t just tell us a little bit about the sort of appetite or the state of play of impact investing in Brazil. Are there other families like yours that are eager to get in that might take up such products? There, there certainly are. Um, one of the one of the cool things about becoming the co-founder of the impact here in Brazil is to exactly be in touch in a more systematic way of with these families and hearing feedback from them and, and also from the advisors, so from the private banks here in Brazil who have clients who demand this kind of product, but they don't know how to do. So it's kind of the chicken and the egg thing. Where should this start? Should it be from the demand side or from the supply side? And both the demand and the supply side want to do it, but I, there has to be that spark that makes it happen. So I'm hoping that with bringing the impact to Brazil and having a more systematic conversations about this topic, within the families, then that we can create um, the demand be loud enough so that the supply side moves or be the supply side. So that, that's kind of the strategy. Terrific. Now, let's dig in a little bit about uh, about the issues and, and the sectors. I think people know, you know, Brazil has had uh, a tremendous run. I know there's some um, current uh, turbulence, shall we say, but, um, you know, moved out of being a country that received foreign aid, I think maybe even now provides foreign aid. But yet there's still, you know, a large population, including a large, very low income population. So how do you see the opportunities for making impact? It's there's a lot of opportunities. I mean, it's that's why I think the conversation is very fruitful here because everybody understands the problems of poverty, of bad education, of lack of access to health. So those are all things that are naturally impactful. And if you're able to solve those issues with with having a financial return, everything else kind of becomes irrelevant. I mean, of course, the political situation is very tough, and there's a lot of the economy is in a recession and it's been in a recession for a while, but a lot of the products that are impact related, they are not, um, how do they say, they're not ta tagged a bit with the general um, sense of the economy. Um, if you go, if you dig specifically in, the, in, the, in some sectors like Class C in Brazil, have the products developed for Class C, you have the lowest, um, how do they say, people pay back their loans. With more more often in, in class C than in any other kind of class, so the base lowest of, default rates. Default maybe. rates. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, so if if you see uh, these kinds of indicators, that making products for the lower classes are actually more profitable. 
a lot of the construction companies in Brazil who developed and focused on, on lower income uh, construction, they have been the most profitable, even during this whole big mess that we are in right now. So there is that both senses of the impact and the financial return that it makes sense to have products for these kinds of um, consumers. And then on the other hand, we also have themes like the environment and agriculture, which in Brazil are huge and are huge sectors. And if we are able to bring efficiency to those sectors or create agricultural products or agricultural services that lower the harm that these companies do to the environment, that's also an impact theme that is very ripe in Brazil for, for new products. What are some of the investments you have made or, or initiatives you've been part of that, that you're most uh, excited about in terms of their impact? Um, so the first company that I invested in that was considered an impact investment, quote unquote, uh, is called TechVault. That's an energy services company. And we work in the agricultural heartland of Brazil and we help big agricultural companies to reduce their consumption of resources. So we started focusing on energy first and then now we're moving to water. So we have, for example, uh, one, uh, we have the largest sugarcane plantation that is irrigated in the world is in Brazil, and it's one of our clients. And in the first six months of um, working with them, we were able to reduce their energy bill by about 2%, which is huge in terms of kilowatts. I don't have the exact number at the moment, but that's just an enormous amount of energy that has been reduced from the grid. So I'm saying I get money because he pays me. The, he saves money because I'm lowering his bill and the environment wins because I'm reducing that kind of energy that is being consumed. So this one company that, that I'm very excited about, so that, that was the main kind of vehicle that I, that I used to do the impact investment. And through that company, we started developing more technologies around there. So that's one of the, that's when I, that's the one company also I worked at at the operation level. Uh, so I, I wanted to develop in my in my kind of resume the financial aspect, which I did during my time at the bank, and then I wanted to become an entrepreneur. So this company, I was the fourth employee of the company. I also went in as a shareholder, and for the past two and a half years, I was working at their headquarters. I was their um, director of innovation. Um, so that was my kind of entrepreneur experience as well, which I, which I wanted to have. Terrific. And did, um, you know, these kinds of equations, like you said, you know, good for the bottom line, good for the grid, good for the environment, um, or, or as you say, the emerging middle class and the large market that represents in, in, a, in a large country like Brazil, are those investment opportunities becoming more widely understood even, even among more mainstream investors? Uh, definitely. And there's a lot of investments that are already being made, which can be just labeled as impact investments, if you wish. Um, so because these issues have been a problem in Brazil for so long, there are a lot of people who already are working on them. So I think one of the challenges also that I will have as a co-founder of the impact is already finding these stories that happen and trying to include them in this kind of impact academic structure. Um, because they, they are already impact investors. They just need to be told that they are. So maybe it's a little unhelpful to, to kind of bind them into this group, but at the same time, it helps to set example for other people who want to make such investments. And to create that example is, is the most important thing because then it's easily replicable and you get the myths out of the way. So a lot of the construction companies here in Brazil who have focused in the middle class, for example, are 
considered impact companies by any measure, but they don't call themselves such. Interesting. And so I think the, the report that uh, you, you guys have prepared in preparation for the launch of the chapter in Brazil, and, and I'd like to get to that, um, I, I said something like there's maybe two to three hundred million dollars, you know, maybe about around three dozen firms specifically tagged as impact investing firms. That's relatively small for a huge country like Brazil. Do you see that growing uh, anytime soon? Uh, definitely. And, and I'm making my personal ambition to increase that number. Uh, it's, it's, it's all about getting those examples and see how can I, I replicate that? How can I make more of exactly, of exactly the same as those? Or how can I create products around those companies that will finance and help them grow as well? So that, that's also a, a good challenge. And there certainly is room for that. Well, tell us about this uh, event on July 3rd that you're hosting um, with the Impact. Sure. So the event will be held in Sao Paulo, and it's the, the official launch of the Impact chapter in Brazil. We're going to have um, a small private intimate chat with some of the families uh, who are, have already been in touch with the Impact before and some of who I have brought in from my, from my circle of friends. And the idea is to highlight the existing families who already do impact investments, which which is what the report is about, and then use those families as kind of the standards and see like, hey, can we, if I want to do something, why don't we get into the room and speak about it and then I will learn from you what you have done and then maybe I can include that in my own portfolio. Or what are, what is the strategy that you use to sell this within your family? How can I you know, sell that within my family? Maybe I can learn something from you. So the idea is just to gather people and have that discussion around what has been done and what can be copied and learned from. Well, that's interesting. How do I sell this within my family? What is your, what is your general perception? Are, is it younger generation convincing their parents and grandparents to move in this direction? Or is, there, is that too simple? Uh, no, I think there is a case for that. <laughs> for, certainly <laughs> the, the younger generation convincing the older generations. But at the same time, and I have been very fortunate that my father has been um, seeing this as an opportunity for me to get more acquainted with the family office. So it, it was a way for him to make it attractive for me to come back. I wanted to learn more about this, uh, about my family office and my family's activities because I could put the impact lens on it. So there is that kind of educational way of, of seeing this and of opening the opportunity and generate interest from the new generations to take over the family business. And this whole next gen idea is very key, I know, as you're saying. So I think even folks from other countries are coming to Brazil to talk about these kind of issues. Yeah, so following the, the Brazil launch, uh, we will host the Next Gen Leaders Council of the Impact in Angra dos Reis. One of the members has invited us to go to her house there. And the idea is exactly the same, it's just, but on a global scale. So let's see what this Danish family is doing and how can I do that in Brazil? Or I want to invest in Africa, which are the families who are doing impact investments in Africa, how can I learn from them, but on a global level. So that's the, that's the, the beauty of the impact as well, it's just creating this global community and sharing these knowledge from, from across countries. I think people are interested, you know, in Brazil in particular, but, but everywhere, you know, these class issues are very apparent and also sometimes very difficult to talk about. I mean, you have basically have a bunch of very wealthy families and now are committing at least some portion of their wealth to helping people who are at the very other end of the 
economic spectrum. How do you just deal with the kind of almost psychic issues of that kind of gulf between the, you know, between yourself and the, and the people you're helping at some level? Well, I, if I, if I come to the issue from a position that I have these tools um, to solve this problem, and I find that everybody that is part of the conversation wants to solve the problems. I just see myself having different tools to do that. So I, will, I am willing to use the tools that are available to me to solve the same problem that everybody else is trying to solve. So when you put it in the sense that of, of a shared mission and a shared kind of goal, I don't see it as a problem. Some people might see it as a problem, but then if you discuss the problem, nobody actually does anything. So I rather <laughs> I rather use the tools and, and, and do. And then, you know, there are different ways of making a cake. So I just let's just all make it and then we'll we'll be done with it. And you mentioned a little bit the current turbulence uh, politically and also in the economy. Is that, uh, I don't, let me see how I can ask, ask this question. Does the impact investing idea, as it were, present any kind of alternatives or options for where politics more generally might go? I haven't thought about it through the political angle, to be very honest, but I do think that when you start when families start saying that I will invest according to my values, then that's something you can hold them accountable to. So a lot of the problem in Brazil is not only from the government side, it's also the private sector side. So if you have a private sector that says I will invest according to my values, then you can hold them accountable to that. And, uh, and then here's my optimistic side saying, if, if everything goes well and everybody does what they say they will do, then you know, we can get out of the mess. But crises in Brazil are, are generational. My, my father experienced the hyperinflation days. I'm experiencing the almost breakdown of the political system. But there has always been a crisis in Brazil. So you, you learn to live through it. So you're resilient and, uh, and optimistic. Yeah, I think Brazils in general are, are that. It's a nice way of describing the Brazilian nation. Terrific. Well, thank you for being with us today. Good luck on all of your activities coming up, and we look forward to staying in touch. Thank you very much, David. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye. That's going to do it for this episode of Returns on Investment. This episode is part of a special collaboration with The Impact, a network of families that have come together in order to make more impact investments more effectively. Learn more at theimpact.org. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts these days and tell others about it by leaving a rating and comment. For more on impact investing, be sure to subscribe to Impact Alpha's daily email newsletter at impactalpha.com. Thanks as always to our technical producer, Isaac Silk. Thanks, Isaac. From New York, I'm Brian Walsh. Thanks for listening to Returns on Investment. We look forward to speaking again soon.